I've just back from Edinburgh and I thought I would um, chat about my time up there. I only went up for three days just to see some shows. Um, next year, I'm hoping to take our new show, 100 Years, up there. Um, so there was part of me sort of just feeling it out again and having a look around at venues as well as actors that I might be interested in. Although it was all completely sort of blown out of the water by the first show that I saw there, which was called Daughter, which is on every day at 12.30 at the Canada Hub. And, um, yeah, it just kind of blew my mind. And I ended up going back again the following day because I just needed to understand a bit more about what it was I was feeling. Um, so then I thought, oh, I really want to write it down. I really want to try and understand and then I, my, I think my words just don't come out well. So I was like, well, maybe just have a little voiceover. So I thought I would do another um, thought voice bubble um, and, and tell you all about it because it was really interesting. So the show is about, it, it takes the form of a, of a, a, a man, a male performer, uh, talking about his it's called daughter talking about his daughter his relationship with his daughter and through it he sort of explains his relationship uh, well it starts with his relationship with his daughter and then how the how his daughter was born and his take on uh, the pregnancy and the birth um, and then kind of goes deeper into his life and his childhood and his sexual experiences and his addictions really and then um, finishes sort of with his kind of take on women um, and and his daughter. And it's really interesting because it's te you it, it begins and he's a very kind of likable guy. In a way, he's not dissimilar to the guys that you are, and maybe, well, that I'm mates with. Uh, they're a bit crass. Sometimes they say shit that you're like, oh, that's really not OK. But you kind of perm you permit it and you just go, oh, that's just him being a guy. And then as the play goes on, the more and more he's talking about the stuff that he does, it becomes clear that it's not OK anymore. And you stop laughing and stop stop being on his side and start thinking like this guy's a bit of a monster until the end. You're like, OK, I don't I don't I'm not with this guy at all. But it, but and I can say this now, having seen it twice and then read all the reviews and all my you know thoughts about it but when I was watching it for the first time I was definitely willing to permit a lot of what he was saying and it wasn't until the end of the first time I saw it that I was like am I what am I supposed to be what was that was that a stand-up was that a guy like why what was that I really didn't understand luckily they the company had a post-show discussion which was really good because I needed that space to to understand that the form that they were taking was this form called, or the style of bouffant, which is what we learned at Lecoq, which is a style, um, it, it's usually taken in the form of like an outcast of society, like the joker, um, who is able to come in and make comments on society um, and joke about them while showing us a mirror uh, that allows us to look at ourselves and realise that what we're laughing at is is us. Um, and normally at Lecoq, you'd learn it and you, you're because they're outcasts, you can change the form of your body. So you might be really grotesque in some way or a limb might be overly large or something. And 
and the ability to comment in society is permitted because this person is an outcast and it has and and they have no um no status so we kind of permit them to say things about society um because they are so low down uh they strip all of this away and you just have a normal looking guy and that's really important because it allows you to just see that the kind of grotesque or outcast monster is just a regular looking person and that we could all be that person um and that style is really great because you when I was realizing at what point I was okay with all of the things that he was saying it really made me see so many of the men in my life my friends and colleagues who I allowed to speak in certain ways about things and 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 it'd be okay and it just I realized that my threshold was really far into the show I think a lot of people from all of the reviews I mean it's really divided a lot of people and um you know some people are like clearly just like why are we giving space to this kind of misogynistic narrative that you know, that is uh, celebrating almost masculine, toxic masculinity and gives space to that, that, you know, that, that kind of man and narrative. And I agree that there were moments and I was like this, I don't know whether I should be watching this or like promoting this, but it really went so much further than that in what it said to me as how I live my life and how I permit toxic masculinity to infiltrate into my world. And and it made me think, fuck, I need to I need to move my boundaries. I, I mean, I'm so clear about it in my work and in in my rhetoric. But the stuff that I permit, I think I permit too much and I'm not willing to aggravate um, on a on a daily basis within my friend circle or work circle. And that was scary. That really made me think, fuck, I need to I need to step up. And then, of course, I was like, I want all of my male friends to watch this, too, because they don't know where the line is. And even with all of this Me Too stuff, I think that's one of the biggest problems is that a lot of the guys don't realize that they're doing it. And I understand that everyone wants to put blame in places and stuff. But I think for me, it's about moving forward and making changes for the future. And that is by recognizing where we made where we make these mistakes everyone male and female and how we are going to change now to move forward and make it clear that we don't want this to to be part of the future and so obviously you know I was like telling my friends like go and see it don't read too much about it there's a zine that they give you afterwards which some people got really pissed off about because they were like fuck the zine man I don't need to be told and they were very clear about how they saw this person and their reaction to it and that was great and I don't think that that's a bad thing and I don't think that the performer or the producers would think that's a bad thing in fact I know that after in the post-show discussion they welcome those thoughts which I think is great and I don't see them really um, I see them as action takers, as activists with this. They're very into talking about it, opening up the discussion afterwards. Um, I think it's important that they don't have the discussion before or they let on too much before because then you would catch yourself out um, figuring out where your line is. And for me, that was the most 
important part of this was where where was my line and where I was willing to allow it and yeah I just it really changed my pers- my view my perspective on myself and my my friendship circle and my the way that I allow toxic masculinity into my life and it's just it's just so standard we're just so okay with it I'm okay with it in fact I kind of being a tomboy and having you know been the kind of girl that grew up with a a lot more male friends than I did female friends I would be proud of the fact that I could join in with this toxic masculinity and be one of the lads and it wasn't until more recently that I have started to really celebrate my femininity or celebrate my sis- the sisterhood that I, in which you know I, I I now you know have around me. But it took me a while to do that, and for a long time I didn't want to you know to see that. And I wanted to be part of the boys' club, and I wanted to be. Um, you know, seen as, you know, being open enough to, you know, have all of these. And I just realised that I was wrong. And this show made me see that. And even though I've been doing a lot of work on myself for a long time, I think it was really, I th- I just felt like this piece really awoke something in me that um, is going to make me take action. And surely that can't be a bad thing. Um, and I'm totally respectful of everyone's opinions and I can see how this show might be awful to some people and I really like the producers agree that they are 100% valid because it's a horrible show but it's also really inspired me to make work that can inspire change physical action change makes people walk away and say I'm going to do something different now and and also how I'm going to do that in my life the second thing, you know, I started thinking, obviously, my, my work is now really focused on Latin America. And, you know, I want to move over to South America and start making work over there and engaging with issues that are, are, are Latin American issues. And obviously, feminism is a Latin American issue and machismo is a big deal. And my new show deals with that, as well as Manuelita, the last show dealing with sort of forgotten females in history um, and the machismo in South America. And then this new show is focusing on that, but in a more modern time frame. I started thinking about how this show would work over there. And I was like, it wouldn't. <laughs> like, I can't see them being able to see this in that way. And I thought, how do I make work that is, you know, readable in both cultures, which is, you know, this is what my new plan is for my for the company. So how do I make this, um, how do I, you know, how do you, how would you do that show over there? Um, how would you engage with men over there in this way? How would they see it? What's the, and I just, it blew my mind because I was like, yeah, I, I just can't see how that would work over there. Um, and I think that's really interesting. And there's a cultural thing going on there that, Obviously, there's lots of shows that wouldn't work over there um, in style and and topic, and it and it just makes you think as a as a theatre maker, how do I do it? Um, how do I create work on both sides when in the two cultures that reads and is powerful and provokes change? Um, 
so yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm very overwhelmed and I'm feeling, you know, I'm reading all of the reviews and I'm like, yeah, she's right. Oh, he's wrong. He's right. And, you know, I, I'm just, I'm caught between two very provocative spaces um, of defence and inspiration. And I'm just, uh, yeah, I just needed to get it out, talk about it and have a little rant. Um I don't know. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on it. Um, see if there's anyone out there that, you know, wants to have a debate about it. I really hope there is because oh, it was nice to talk to people at the Edinburgh Festival about it because I was obviously very keen to promote it and see what people thought about it. And there, and I had lots of mixed reviews coming back to me, um, which was so great. I just really like that it creates that debate. Um I love theatre that does that. And I'm just so proud that there is theatre being made that still does that for me and for others, because that's where I think theatre really needs to go now. Um, that's the liveness and that's the stuff that I feel you can't necessarily get from other art forms. Um, and that's really exciting. <sighs> Okay, that's me done for my little rant. <laughs> Let me know your thoughts and share if you want to. All right, happy days.